Hey, my friends, welcome to another edition of the Leadership Podcast. Today we're at Leadership 132, and I'm your host, Frank Shelton. As always, feel free to subscribe to our podcast. I want to talk to you today about humility, and humility comes in a lot of shapes and sizes. Um, Someone once said that the only person God can't use is the person full of themselves, but I've learned when we empty us of us and fill ourselves thinking of others, man, we're not only invincible, we're unstoppable. Um, But ego has been described as edging God out. I'll say it again, you may not believe in God, but God believes in you. It's hard for me not to talk about God when talking about leadership. Well, first of all, you're created by Almighty God, and uh, it's hard to be a success if you don't know your own creator. Um, even cars break down every once in a while, and there's something in the glove box. It's called the man, uh, owner's manual. And unless you're in the book, you won't know where the tweaks are or where the corrections needs to be. As you race down the road of life, um, you need to go back to the book. And uh, I want to encourage you, the real book, respectfully, is the holy book. It's the living book. It's God's book. And uh, the more you know that, the more you'll know in life. So leadership really is starting and ending with God. Having said that, I want to talk to you on humility and what I mean by that as a leader, whether you're a politician and just got a call from a dear politician the other night at nine o'clock at night and we were talking about something that concerned them, Uh, whether it's a pastor, whether you run 50 on Sunday or you run 50,000, It's exciting to be in both camps. Um, But when I talk about humility for the leader, I'm going to share something in my own life. Um, Even with the political background um, and also a public speaker background, but also an ordained minister, um, I was asked to officiate the funeral of a friend at the smallest church in the county, just miles from where I live. And um, again, someone once said, if you're too big to do little things, you're probably too little to do big things. And when we get to the end of our life and look in the rearview mirror, there's nothing small when you give your all. I remember a pastor, Herb Fitzpatrick, built one of the top 10 fastest growing churches in America. That uh, this guy would preach to 2,500 seat sanctuary every Sunday 40 years ago. And they would air his sermons on TV 40 years ago. He was ahead of it. But he would always be open to preach a couple times a year at a church running 50 or less. Now, I already knew that he was big in the ministry. But truth be told, Herbert Fitzpatrick, pastor of Riverdale Baptist in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, now with the Lord, never looked bigger in my eyes when he would show up and bless what others thought was so small. So back to the humility, I was officiating the funeral. I had waived the fee, came as a gift, a gift to bless the community. And we had like seven or eight salvations, which was amazing for, I think there was actually 33 at the funeral. And um, I just loved on them. And I rode in the hearse to do the graveside remarks And um, the hearse had to go straight back to the funeral parlor and wasn't taking me back to the church. And 
I really didn't want to walk 10 miles, although it wouldn't hurt. And uh, it was one of those rare times where the funeral home had provided a stretch limousine for the widow, her family, and grandchildren. And then she offered graciously if I could jump in the limousine with her. And uh, to be quite honest, I didn't really want to look like some preacher acting like a big shot caught in the back of a limousine, but I really didn't feel like walking in my suit and tie and 100 degree heat. And uh, so then I thought, what's a chance to try to connect and encourage and minister to the grieving family one last time. So I'm in the limousine and soon as I jump in the back, there was probably a 55 year old aunt and uh, she is wearing a mini skirt at the funeral which was tacky she's digging in her purse for her cigarettes and she looked at me and if looks could kill she murdered me and she said oh the man of god needs to ride in the car with us and she said it with such disdain in her eyes and such hate rolling off of her lips and um to be honest one i never really wanted to be in the car at the first place two i uh the woman didn't even know that I had just waived the fee and came as a gift and charged for the services. I've always thought it's kind of delicate. How do you charge to one, do what God's called you to do? And then two, when someone's grieving, money can be sensitive sometimes. But three, I just, man, I just gave my whole day to this family and I got this woman, at least she spoke the truth. She didn't even want me in her zip code, much less the limousine. But what they did not know is I had a 6 a.m. flight the next morning to Los Angeles. The day before, I'm ministering at the smallest church in the county, but I was flown to California to speak at a live telethon as the guest speaker on worldwide television at the largest Christian network, not only in the country, but in all seven continents, Trinity Broadcast Network. And when I touched down and landed in that West Coast airport, there was a person in a chauffeured car with my name on it, Frank Shelton, and they picked me up. And I'm coming from a conservative Baptist background, but they picked me up in the founder's wife personal limousine. And I thought to myself, the day before... In Maryland, a prophets with honor everywhere but their hometown. I had a woman who made it clear she didn't even want me in that limo. But what they didn't know, the next day I'm speaking at the largest ministry network in the world, and they were thrilled to see me. And uh, I still think the woman was wrong on the first part. But looking back, she actually privately blessed me without her even knowing because if everyone sings your praises and if you expect people to sing how great thou art when you walk down the hallway, uh, it's dangerous. The train can come off track and it keeps us humble and uh, leadership does not strut like a peacock. Someone told me if you have it, flaunt it. Well, a lot of trouble happens when you begin to flaunt. I've had friends who wore $300 pair of shoes and $10,000 watches and wonder why they get beat up in the inner city and left for dead while they steal their jewelry and Jordans. So we have to be smart. Sometimes going under the radar is better than over the rainbow. 
So what you may think is a pot of gold may could be a pot of problems in more ways than one. So I just want to leave that with you, talking about humility. Uh, if someone offends you or steps on your toes or short with you or waves their finger at you, yeah, they may be wrong, but two wrongs don't make a right. And then keep this in mind. What can you learn to be a better leader tomorrow? Hey, I'm Frank Shelton. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, in the future, we got some upcoming dates. Uh, feel free to go to our website, frankshelton.com. Uh, we're excited to be back in Pennsylvania coming up. Uh, we're going to be in New York City. Um, and uh, love to get to your neck of the woods. It looks like we may be back in Harlingen, Texas. That's right near the Mexico line. I've been invited to Havana, Cuba. Who would have thought? I don't even smoke cigars. Um, there's a chance I may be going to Nicaragua and uh, possibly meeting with the new president of El Salvador in the near future. Um, we're also putting together a faith-based leadership global initiative. And uh, if you would like to help partner, um, support, or be on the team with that, feel free to reach out to us. Our website again is Sharon, S-H-A-R-O-N at frankshelton.com. Hey, God bless you, but remember this, God loves you more.